Yo, 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 what's poppin' world? It's your boy Ricky V, and you are now tuned in to the Everybody's an Expert podcast. Today, I'm with fellow expert Jorge Posada. Jorge, say what up to the people. What's going on? What's going on? And uh, today, I'm just going to let Jorge. Jorge wanted to get on here and do a quick podcast with me today, so he wants to point guard, so we're going to see what he got for us, all the hot takes he's had under wraps for the last couple days. So uh, go ahead, run it, Jorge. All right, man. I appreciate the assist, young Rick. I appreciate it. So the biggest news we've had this week is the Fair Play to Fair Pay to Play Act signed in California. And what does this really mean? There's been a lot of misconceptions out there. Everybody already with this with this act that signed California, everybody thinks that it means that college students, um, that the schools are gonna pay them and they're basically gonna be professional athletes. And that's really not what it is. It just really means that a student now or a college athlete can get paid by their likeness. So, for example, Rick, you're an entrepreneur now. You got mm-hmm. your own little uh, Bearded Beast Cree workout that's, you know, launching and, and doing big right. things. If you wanted to go ahead, you know, we went to FIU down in Miami. You wanted to get a local, you know, FIU star. At our at our time, T.Y. Hilton was there. You could have gone to him. Hey, man, promote my Bearded Beast pre-workout. You can get some of the promotional money. And mm-hmm. it kind of gives the athlete a little bit more money. It has nothing to do with the school. It's not the school paying them. They're still on scholarship. <laughs> and they just wouldn't lose any games. So how do you feel about that? Do you think that's a good rule for uh, student athletes or do you think they should they shouldn't be able to make no money and just stay on their scholarship? I've always been on the side for students to be able to get paid for their likeness. I mean, this is a billion dollar industry. These college campuses, institutions are getting so much money. We got coaches now getting seven million dollars a year. These contracts are insane. These coaches are also I just seen a, a commercial with Nick Saban on it. So they're getting, you know, they're doing them advertisement deals and they're getting so much money. And all these students are, you know, they're the ones bringing in the, the money to the institution with, you know, 10 and 0 records, 12 and 0 undefeated records. And then also big name players getting signed to these institutions like Kyrie Irving to Duke. We all knew Kyrie was going to be that guy. Anthony Davis, Zion Williamson. So with that being said, I always felt like players should be able to get paid for their likeness. And, you know, I personally, when I first heard it, I thought, you know, these kids will probably not be so inclined to go to these major schools like the UCLA's or, you know, Florida Gators. Like some of these, I was thinking that some of the smaller schools will have more of a fighting chance if that player is from that hometown and wants to stay in the hometown and likes that university because he could get money from his likeness, which a lot of the bigger schools, we all know they do it. They pay these players under the table, which some of the smaller schools don't have the funds to do that or the boosters and whatnot. So now with being able to get paid for your likeness, I thought it kind of leveled the playing field. But then I, then again, I heard, you know, the other side of the story where now getting paid for their likeness, these universities are probably just going to pay these prime players even more to come to their university and sell them more on you need to come here because we're a premier city and you're going to get where you can make a hundred thousand in Idaho or whatever if that's where you're from you come to LA that's probably at least 400 500,000 so then again I mean I'm for them getting paid for their likeness but I don't know how much it would help the smaller universities or level the playing field see that that's a kind of a part of the argument that it gets thrown around that you you even said it yourself. You think the universities are going to be able to do something or they're going to tell um, to pay their players or use it as a recruitment tool. At the end of the day, it can't be the university. That's what the law says. It just mainly means that the player 
can go out and basically hire an agent or hire somebody like, hey, man, get me a sponsorship deal. Let me go on YouTube. If I get a million hits, I get some of that revenue and then I don't become ineligible. I think any player can do that. And it's, it'll be good for the players because at the end of the day, the top guys, like you're saying, they're gonna, they were getting paid anyways, whether it was under the table or not. Now just a local guy that, man, he doesn't really have a chance to make it to the league, but he's a big time, you know, in their four years that they're in college. Hey, man, go ahead and make a little a little bit of side money, whether that's like running. Let's say you run a basketball camp if you're a, a good athlete. Now you could put your name on it and you can make some of that revenue. So I think it will be very good for the athletes. Um, do you think if it goes into effect, the California law is only into 2020. Uh, it's two years from now. 2021 is when they said they want to implement it. Do you think if they do implement it, is it the end of the NCAA as, as we know it? I don't believe it's the end of the NCAA, but I do. I'm kind of thinking that the bigger universities are going to have more of a stronghold on getting to impact players just because, you know, they could pump those players up more. They could make them million dollar players already in college. So I don't know if that's if this model will help the smaller schools. I feel like it's going to be so skewed still, but I don't think it's the end of the NCAA. I just I think it's more money for the players and I think everybody's going to get more money. So I don't, I don't think it's the end of the NCAA at all. So a lot, a lot more to be determined. It's going to be a crazy, like our, this is basically our generation pushing this. So it's going to be awesome um, to try to see where they take it. You know, got leaders like LeBron on it and stuff to see where yeah. um, they can take it for these college players. If it's uh, Draymond green also gave his two cents. Yep. Yep. And most, basically mostly all NBA and NFL. I even saw Richard Sherman put a pretty good tweet out there. So, It'll be interesting seeing how this develops now in the future. But let's get back to what, you know, the season it is. It's NFL football. Um, I wanted to get to you. What were your biggest – what did you think was the biggest upset of the weekend? And do you think this team is now a pretender or contender? Because they, they got this upset win and they got some momentum. So the first game I got for you is Bucks over the Rams. They were nine-and-a-half-point nine, nine dogs. And now they're two-and-two two, right behind New Orleans in their division. Do you think um, that was the biggest upset of the weekend? We got the Browns over the Ravens. We got the Panthers over the Texans. And we got the Raiders over the Colts. Well, to me, for sure, by far, was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the um, L.A. Rams. I'm in a survivor challenge on FanDuel where you're able to pick a winner every week. And you can't pick the same team twice. So the biggest spreads of the weekend was that Tampa Bay, yep. Tampa Bay versus the Rams and then the game I picked, I believe it was uh, Chargers-Dolphins. Yep. Or So, with that being said, the field got cut in half from 70,000 contestants <laughs> left to about 40,000. And I feel like it's because of that Rams-Buccaneers. So, that definitely was the upset of the week. I still don't believe in Tampa Bay. I don't believe in Jameis Winston. I don't – you know, they got two wins. It's still early in the season. They haven't proven anything to me, but it was the upset of the week for sure. Okay, so any of these other teams, how about like the Browns over the Ravens? Browns were going into that game with a lot of controversy. If they didn't win that game, it could have blown up. Do you think with them coming to 2-2 two and two right now, are they turning things around? Are, are they pretenders or contenders? I honestly think they're pretenders. I don't, I don't believe in the Browns right now. I just feel like they have, you know, with the Baker, all the Baker hype and the Odell Beckham circling, I just don't. I think it's just too much drama. It's just too many flashing lights and whatnot. I really don't think the Browns have proven anything to any of us thus far. They're not what we thought they were. So, now nah, I think the Browns are pretenders for sure. All right. All right. 
So uh, let's move along. Let's move along. So another curious thing that I was thinking about that, um, this past week, um, we have a couple replacement quarterbacks. Basically, they did not start the season. They were not expected to play this season or not a, or not expected to play much this season. Um, right. And now they they basically put their teams on a winning streak. And I want to see what do you think if these quarterbacks can actually make a run or take their team to the playoffs and, and have good success. So the first one is Daniel Jones. Uh, he's with the New York Giants. They beat the Redskins and the Bucks. So what do you think about Daniel Jones? Do you think he could take the Giants to the playoffs? I do think Daniel Jones is the future of New York. Will he take him to the playoffs this year? No, mainly because Saquon Barkley went down and mainly because he's he's a rookie quarterback. He's still learning. And that defense needs a lot of work over there. They gave they got rid of a lot of key pieces. They got rid of Olivier Vernon. Landon Collins went down to Washington. So, I mean, they're trending in the right direction, but it's not going to happen this year. To take this year as a learning tool and have Eli with him, you know, helping direct everything. But Daniel Jones is their quarterback for the future. I think they hit hit on him. I think you're saying that, too, because the, the Redskins are not a very impressive win at all. So, <laughs> um, there's still a lot more to see. <laughs> uh, the next one I got here is Gardner Minshew, Jacksonville Jaguars. He um, They recently beat the Broncos and the Titans. What is your opinion on him? He definitely got the best name, the most swag right now that he yep. wants to leave. Uh, uh, Gardner Rico mentioned. <laughs> but uh, what do you think about him? I'm on the wagon. I'm definitely all for it. You know, it sucks that they're in the Jalen Ramsey whirlwind of controversy, but they have a bright spot with Gardner. He's taking away all that dark cloud that's over the uh, organization right now. I, I feel like he's a great quarterback. So far, he's shown he has the confidence. He definitely walks out there swagged out and you know it's gonna be tough for Nick Foles to win that job back if he keeps on I really think he could if he gets a couple more wins he could hold on to that job for the rest of the season and seasons to come yeah now nah, he's definitely box office too man it's funny how Nick Foles that just happens to Nick Foles he gets the job he gets hurt and then he's right back to that back yeah but he, he got the bag so it don't matter I'll take the backup role with that bag too that's true that's true and I mean that division uh, I don't know how you call it. Is it parody at its finest, or is it you know maybe they're just not that good? Everybody's torn yeah. Jacoby Brissett. So. I think he's the real deal myself too. You know, New England they breed. They know how to pick the quarterbacks. Look at Garoppolo's over there, three and zero with San Fran. Brissett has showed that he could he could hold it down with the Colts. So you know, I think he's going to be a good quarterback, and they're going to be all right too. They could definitely make a playoff push. All right. I'll- <laughs> The last quarterback I have for you here is the little-known Kyle Allen. There was some buzz on, on with him during the preseason when Cam, um, when Cam was down and stuff like that, that he wasn't playing much during the preseason. And basically, he's gotten his chance now that uh, Cam is basically taking rest to uh, to rest his foot and any other injuries he might have. He recently beat Houston and the Cardinals. What do you think about Kyle Allen? Can he take the Saints? They're 2-2 two and two right now. They're basically second in their division. Can he uh, take that team to a playoff spot and make a run? You know, honestly, I think that Carolina is just so in love with Cam Newton. He took them to the Super Bowl. He is the MVP once upon a time. I just think he's holding it down. He's just a placeholder for now. They're just not going to – even if he gets a couple more wins, Cam Newton is still that starting quarterback for that franchise, at least for the rest of this year. And does he get the win this week? I'm not sure, you know. The Saints got Teddy Bridgewater. He hasn't showed as much, but it's tough. That it's, Divisional games are always tough, so I'm not sure. You're not sure? So basically, you got Daniel Jones, the best out of this group. 
Oh no, sorry. You got Gardner Minshaw being the best, probably making the the Jaguars getting a run. That's that's a smart smart pick. He's definitely got the most uh most upside in uh with the team. He got a good running game and and the best defense out of everybody here. So, um, next thing, let's uh let's move on to the rumor mill, man. There's uh you're 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 over there in that area, the D.C. Yep. area. Uh, Jay Gruden. The rumor is uh, Stephen A. said this morning, uh, basically that he only has a week after this Patriots game. They're ready to fire him. So what's the vibe in D.C.? Do they want him gone? Do they think he deserves a more, uh, another year? What what's the what's the, what's the I think Jay Gruden has his bags packed already. Honestly, <laughs> I think he's ready to leave. I just heard an interview with him and they were asking him about the quarterback situation. He basically said, "I don't know," and it came off as, "I don't care either." So I think Jay Gruden is over it. He didn't want to draft Haskins, and he's just getting pressured into playing him. So uh, I think Gruden's over it. They'll take this whoop into the Patriots this week, and um, they're going to move forward. But this is going to – you know, it's, it's just the same. We got hit with the injury bug early with our second-round draft pick from the season before our running back. He went down again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just take this as another rebuilding year, and we'll come back stronger next year. So – yeah, Jay Gruden is definitely out the door. It's over for him. And you also had the left tackle issue. The The only thing that I'm curious about with um, – they're obviously going to start playing Dwayne Haskins now. And with the team being so bad, I could see a Josh Rosen situation happening where he just gets beat up and basically his career is over. You know what I mean? Can you see that happening with Haskins? Because he looked terrible uh, last week, man. He looked terrible <laughs> last week against Daniel Jones. I mean, he, he went pick, pick, I think, as soon as he got in the game, basically. So – what do you think this looks up for your for your quarterback of the future, Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, I, I, there's still rumors that McCoy may start, but Haskins, the thing about the Redskins, they are going to play hard. They are going to show up. So with that being said, he, he'll take this as a learning experience and take his lumps, but he still has a bright future. We don't know what we're going to get out of him, but I still will give him at least six to ten games before I, you know, I'll just make a – a decision on what to go with in the future. But for now, yeah, we're good. Yeah, I, I just fear that it's one of those organizational things where they kind of mess up the quarterback. It's not necessarily Haskins, but as a quarterback, you need time to develop. And if you wasn't ready, he shouldn't have been playing. And then you get put out there, you start getting hit. Next thing you know, you get the butterfly feet and you, you can't sit in the pocket. But we'll see. Um We've been through uh, the quarter of the season already. We got some divisions that are, you know, uh, the leader, uh, divisional leaders. Um, so I'm just going to go through the AFC and the NFC, and you let me know if you think this is going to stay the same. So for the AFC, we got the Patriots, Kansas City. Um, then Cleveland and Baltimore are tied at 2-2 two and two, um, and the AFC North. And then the AFC South, you got the Titans, Jags, and Colts in Houston. That Everybody's tied at 2-2. Two and two. So do you think um, – I think Patriots and Kansas City is pretty straightforward. Everybody's picking them. Out of these other two divisions, who do you think comes out with the division? Or if it's somebody that I didn't mention. I think Baltimore's defense with the running game of Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson will carry them to win that division. Pittsburgh, obviously, Big Ben going down, that hurts. And Mason Rudolph, we haven't seen much. You know, Juju, he's been locked up. Uh, Word to Dex Ocean, our fellow expert, he called that. I still think Juju could break out of it. But as of right now, I got Baltimore winning that division. Kansas City Chiefs, they are the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. They're doing anything yeah. and everything. <laughs> they're having a field day out there. And now they're going to get – it's funny and how, they're about to get Tyreek Hill back, one of their big game, big play threats. So It's funny how people say that um, 
that Mahomes had a bad game. If that's a bad game going for over 350 yards, he just didn't have no touchdowns, but they ran it in. It wasn't like the team didn't score. They just ran it in. Like, how is that a bad game? Yeah, I don't classify that as a bad game. You know, they really are the Golden State Warriors, and it's going to be interesting. You know, Andy Reid in the playoffs is hasn't had the best luck. So, season games is fun and all, but when it comes to that crunch time, we're going to see what's going to happen against them um, Pats. And then how about that that equal division over there? You got the Titans. It's a it's a log jam. The Titans, Jags, Colts, and Houston. They're all two and two. Who you see um, taking a step forward in the next um, quarter of the season? I take you go with the best quarterback, and Deshaun Watson by far to me in that group is the best quarterback. He has the best weapons, and and they'll start to pull away. Their defense has been a little shaky, and but they'll definitely get it together. And I think they'll easily win that division when when it comes to the end of the season. All right. I mean, I'm going with Cleveland over Baltimore. I mean, they clearly showed that they were the better team last weekend. So, uh, and then in that other division, I, I will say it'll be between Houston and the Colts. I'm rooting for the Colts. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jacoby Brissett and then uh, my alma mater with T.Y. Hilton. So, let's go. <laughs> Hopefully, he gets back from injury. Um, but now let's move on to the NFC. You got the Cowboys winning their division, San Francisco on top of their division. You got the Packers and Bears tied for the top of their division. And then the Saints – on the and on the top of their division, do you see that that basically playing out like that? Those are going to be the the top teams. Honestly, that NFC South division is wide open. Even though the Falcons are one and three, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if they could make a run. It depends on how, when does Drew Brees get back. I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's keeping it steady, but that division is definitely wide open. Green Bay should win that division with Chicago Bears quarterback going down, even though. It yep. is a defensive team, and he's kind of just in that game manager role. But I still – Aaron Rodgers looks like he's playing pretty good ball right now. So I definitely got Green Bay. Dallas, I have them. Even though they had a bad game this week, I feel like they'll roll right in just with everybody else in the world thinking that they might have a Super Bowl run in them. Okay. And then in the NFC West, Garoppolo. I said these <laughs> New England Patriots, they breed these quarterbacks. But that's got to be one of the toughest decisions, though. That division, I still, I still got the Rams. I still like Sean McVay, even though he's they came out to a rough start, and I they just got to feed Gurley more. I don't, I don't really understand what his injury bug is or what the issue is, but I still got the Rams pulling out that division. All right, all right. I, I got something. I got the Cowboys along there with you. I will differ with you on San Francisco and Seattle and St. Louis. I'm actually picking Seattle. I think uh, Russell Wilson is going to continue to have a great year and actually pull out that division. I'm with you on the Packers. I mean, I, Aaron Rodgers is probably my favorite player. And then um, I'm actually – I'm rooting for the Bucks, so I'm going to stay with the Bucks. That's been my pick. If y'all been listening, I've been on that homer pick, and it actually came through for me last week. So we'll see what Bruce Arians does going forward. Um, here to finish up, um, not too much longer, the, the news that doesn't stop giving – and that is Antonio Brown. Uh, even though he's not in the league right now, he's been tweeting at Baker Mayfield. He's been doing other things. But my question to you, Rick, is does he have a chance to come back to the league this year? You know, there's already been rumor of injuries with um, Amari Cooper with the Cowboys, uh, Devontae Adams with the Packers, I mean, Desha uh, Deshaun Jackson with Philly. So you know these injuries are going to start to pile up, whether those are serious injuries, we don't know yet. But there's going to be receivers that – that get hurt on these really good teams, will they be willing to take a, a risk on, on Antonio Brown? Um, what do you think? Unfortunately, I'm just going to say no. Antonio Brown, I really feel like he dug his grave himself because 
the all the antics and all, all the off the field stuff, people just are fed up. They're not trying to get all that negative energy in the locker room. And even with these playoff bound teams needing so much, especially the Eagles with all the drop passes, that was the only team that I thought maybe could reach out, but they didn't after that one. They've lost two games basically because of drop passes. Carson yeah. Wentz could be an MVP candidate right now in the discussion if they were 4 0. If Goddard didn't drop it and Aguilar didn't drop those two, lose those two games for them. So I just, I don't, I don't think anybody wants AB. Everybody doesn't want that negative energy. So I think we've seen the last of AB and that's it. If you, if you were a GM, would you take him though? No, I wouldn't just because yeah. he is an elite player. He's probably top five wide receiver in the NFL, but all the off the field drama and mess, I just can't deal with it. Not in my organization. I wouldn't do it. Do you think he's going to recoup any of that money? I think he's feeling it now, huh? I, you know what? He's made so much money. I don't think it's that bad for him. But honestly, I don't think he recoups any of it. Uh, that $9 million that was supposed to be guaranteed from the Patriots, I think he, you know, he was one week too early. It's going to be – I mean, he's fighting for it now. He just fought, filed the most, uh, I guess, lawsuits or grievances, whatever um, the NFL tries to call it trying to recoup that money. So, yeah, we'll see what happens with AB going forward. So, here to finish off the show, you know how we like to do it, uh, lock of the week. Um, we'll do two We'll do two games. Well, one game is tomorrow, the Thursday night game, and then you can pick whatever game for Sunday. So, tomorrow you got St. Louis versus Seattle. It should be a very good game. Uh, who you got? Not St. Louis, buddy. L.A. Rams. And this is just goes back <laughs> to our divisional talk. So, I got the Rams over Seattle in Seattle. I think they're going to um, right the ship. They're 2-0 and on away games right now. So, you know, I don't think that bothers them much. So I got the Rams with the upset victory. I think Seattle, Seattle is favored by one and a half. Uh, yes, they, they are favored by one and a half. I think the Seattle covers, that's my um, – they uh, – uh, St. Louis, that's what I always go refer to them by. The L.A. Rams, um, they showed weaknesses on that defense, and I think it's, it might continue to get exposed now here going forward. Um, so even though they got the basically defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald, I mean, those receivers were getting exposed. Um, sorry, the cornerbacks were getting exposed um, against the Bucks. So and, and Russell Wilson is a way better quarterback than um, than Jameis Winston. I mean, they don't have the receivers that Tampa Bay does, but it, I, I think Seattle at home um, is going to go ahead and take that. Uh, the What do you have for the weekend as your lock of the week? For sure, the lock of the week easily is Philadelphia at home versus I believe the third string quarterback of the Jets. Eagles should be sitting at four and zero right now. The line is minus thirteen and a half. It's gonna be a good day, sunny day out there. So I got the Eagles, you know, having a field day and getting that offense running on all cylinders. Some of these guys stop dropping these passes. That's the lock yeah. of the week. Book that. I, I got actually New England on the road covering that fifteen and a half against the Skins with all that you know, nonsense going on over there, all those distractions. I don't see how the skins come out and play a decent game. And the other one I have is the Titans to cover the spread at home over the Bills. Yeah. I think uh, if Josh Allen doesn't play, I think the Titans easily cover that spread at home. Yeah, the pay, the Patriots have the number one defense in the NFL. And, you know, the Redskins, we're in a rebuilding. We're in a mix right now. So you might be right on that, even though that's my hometown team. But uh, remains to be seen. Who knows? Any given Sunday. Hey man, we chalk it up. I think I'm two and two right now, so we'll see how these uh, how these go for next week. Um, all right, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, being on here with me, man. I, to all the listeners, to keep tuning in. 
Um, keep um, providing the feedback. If y'all have anything y'all want to talk about, write in any suggestions, go ahead and send them over to us. Uh, Rick, what you got for the people? Nah, just really excited for the NBA season. You know, media day Ooh. just finished. And, you know, the, the Pelicans, they're interesting. And, you know, they got all the players from Duke over there. They're calling it Duke South. So uh, I'm just hyped for the NBA season. I'm ready for that to start. And, yeah, yeah. continue to subscribe, like, comment. And now we got expert lynch mob handling the social media. So expect more action going on over there. And I appreciate everybody. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, man. Well, stay blessed, man. All right. Peace.